Welcome to League Talk, the official podcast of the league. You know me, you know him, you know us, you know the league. Let's get into it. You're dead. That's it? That's all we're doing? You're dead. Uh, well, thanks, Beans. Thanks for not even asking how I'm doing today, because that would have you just took the response right out of the my mouth. I am dead. I'm quite sad. You're not you're not dead yeah. from COVID. I'm not dead from COVID, thank God. But which you do have. Which I do have, but I honestly I think you know, if I'm not playing for the fantasy championship this year, which I ain't, I might as well be dead from COVID. You know, it's it's pretty much the only thing I got going for me in my life. Right. You know, I work at nine to five every day. Got to pay bills, got to pay rent. You know, the Jets stink. I got nothing else going for me. The only thing that brings me any any sense of joy in this life is this podcast and this fantasy league. And, uh, you know, at least the podcast is still going, but not even this is fun anymore. It's just been a month straight of me just complaining about how shitty my team is. And this Sunday was no different than, excuse me, any of the last six or seven. I got fucking smoked by Ryan. The game wasn't even close. We're going to get into all of it, but now I'm dead. I'm, I'm better off. I'm no better off than you. No better off than Brad. AB, Ryan, uh, AB, Max, none of us. I mean, we're all in the same boat. We're toast. We're finito. This guy is going to do nothing. <laughs> this is nothing. I'm going to hang myself. <laughs> that was a good reference. Anyway. I don't know. Let's let's make this quick so I can go into this, take a shower and cry myself some more, like as I have been for the last seventy-two hours since yeah. uh, since my team. Unfortunately, I too need this to be rather quick because I actually have so much shit I need to do tonight. I can't even begin to describe it, including driving to Newark Airport in like a half, like an hour. Or so that's ass. Who are you picking up? Oh uh, yeah, Becca friend is coming home and her family is going like someone there's shit going on Becca has to pick her up and then drive her to Becca's hometown which is very northwest New Jersey and then come back here and there's a reason we can't sleep in Becca's house because I have to go to work tomorrow and she does like it's a whole thing like this is the only mm-hmm. way that it can work out and it's just uh, sounds like, sounds miserable anyway you know if if you need beans i'll throw out i don't mind throwing you 20 dollars for an uber to help this poor woman so you don't have to make that uh that journey but i sympathize i might i might so, so let's i think let's, unfortunately we have to start with you and ryan oh yeah no no we're gonna make this super quick I mean, I already hit the ball in the head. So, fortunately, it's the playoffs. If you lived under a rock, we only have two games. I mean, unless you want to touch upon Brad actually won a game. That's something yeah. that we've only ever said once before on this podcast. So, let's just quickly highlight. Three months ago. Four rounds, months ago. Give him a couple rounds of applause. Congrats, Brad. We love you, buddy. Uh, that was against you. 
So that kind of sucked for you. You got to remember it as the guy who lost to Brad, even if it didn't matter for anything. Uh, and then the other game was shit. AB versus Max. I don't even know who won that, to be honest. But Max did, apparently. So sorry, AB. Good job, Max. Anyway, first game of the playoffs. This one, I I wrote it in the, in the group me on Sunday. I knew this was going to happen. I just knew it. I was like final destination. You know, you get those premonitions of like your team, you know, you're riding the, the roller coaster and your seatbelt comes unbuckled. So, you know, you're going to burst into flames and die. I woke up on Thursday with one of those premonitions. I saw Clyde Edwards-Hilaire having a shit game Thursday night to just get my playoff week started on a down note. Sure enough, it came to fruition. He only settled for eight. He got outscored by Harrison Butker that game. Chiefs Chargers, great game, actually. Not if you have Clyde Edwards-Hilaire on your fantasy team, though. It was from all downhill after that. I knew from that get-go, I was dead. And to be honest, because I declared myself dead so early, I kind of had a pretty relaxing Sunday knowing my team was done. Like, I, I watched the Jets game. I paid attention to the little CBS updates every couple of minutes, you know, was showing so one, you know, the latest scoring change for whatever team, you know, like fucking Brian Tannehill, 10-yard pass to A.J. Brown for a touchdown would come up on the screen. The common thread for all those, nobody who did score a touchdown happened to be on my fantasy team, and a lot more happened to be on Ryan's fantasy teams. So I knew I was just drawing dead from that point. And honestly, I paid very little attention to this all week because I knew I was done for. And that's what happened. Yeah. um, I mean, you you said it beautifully when you get – in the playoffs, 10 points from your first round pick, you're doomed. Yeah, I mean, nobody on my team. This is this has been a common thread down the stretch here. I for like the third week in the last six or seven, I got absolutely no touchdowns from any of my skill position players outside of my quarterback, Jalen Hurts. If you're not getting a touchdown from your quarterback, you're pretty much drawing dead. Of course, as I say that, Ryan had Russell Wilson, who had one of the worst. The only reason it ended up being as close as it is, and it was a 19-point game, it was it shouldn't had no business being that close, was because Russell Wilson had a stinker on Tuesday, and Jalen Hurts actually had a big game. Also, I want to point out, this is, this is just so bizarre that we're recording today because this is like seemingly the one day in the past week where there has been no football. It's just yeah. seems relentless because of all the COVID shit that's going on we had a thursday game as i just mentioned saturday night sunday obviously two games monday two games yesterday i'm footballed out so it's kind of been a relief also that i've just been eliminated this fantasy season because it's just like we had such a long a long burst of uh games in such a short span of time and then we got to turn this around and tomorrow boom semi-final start already i don't even know what the thursday game is tomorrow not that it matters to me anymore. <laughs> but anyway, so that's the only reason Jalen Hurts having a good game Tuesday, Russell Wilson having a stinker. That was the only reason why he even got it to within 20 points. But you said it, Dalvin Cook, 10 points. He's just been a disappointment all season. Besides that huge week last week, 
where it didn't even matter because I lost anyway. He's I he's he's been dog shit and hurt. And then you know my team was just a mix of underperforming and and not healthy. Chris Godwin left that game early. DK Metcalf again hasn't scored a touchdown in like two months. He's more like DK Suckcalf if you if you catch my drift. Dawson Knox was the hottest guy in fantasy football, and then he missed three games, and he's come back and done nothing. Uh, Chuba Hubbard was a waste of 25 fab bucks. I just, you know, hats off to Ryan. You earned it. Your team was better on Sunday, and for the last couple of weeks, it's been better than my team, so you needed it. And he got Mark Andrews, 30 points, Christian Kirk, Always hate to lose to Christian Kirk, but it happens. Gibson, Stefan Diggs, you know, his team found the end zone. My team did not. That was in a nutshell. So, I mean, I, I do want to point out, if Mark Andrews had a normal tight end week, like nine points, you would have won. Yeah, but Mark Andrews' Mark Andrews' normal week is not nine points. You know, he's, he's tight end two for – actually, now he's tight end one after the big week he had this one. He's averaging 14.3. So, yeah. you know, even if he yeah. had, if he just hit his average, I still lose by five. And that's because Russell Wilson had four. You know, he's an, he's an average like 18 points per game guy, you know. So I, I, I can't blame myself for, I can't blame myself for Mark Andrews going off. Uh, you know, I had some guys, I, I picked up Gabriel Davis kind of thinking that oh maybe he'd be a play over as a over chuba or even over a dk because i as i mentioned how much of a disappointment dk has been of late i ended up not playing him and that bit me in the ass he scored two touchdowns it would have been closer maybe i pull it out if i make that move but it's the playoffs you don't want to second guess yourself too much with going against the team or like overthinking it and not playing the guys who got you to this point so I really, you know, even though I'm disappointed that I didn't pick him, that I didn't play him, there really was no, no path to playing Gabriel Davis this weekend. It was just a shot in the dark, and you know, it just sucks. Just sucks. Hey, and uh, the last thing I want to say about this and your fantasy season is that you didn't lose because of Melvin Gordon. So I guess you yeah, got that. For yeah, I have that going for me. And honestly, I mean, it's not like Ryan's team did great. 115 loses most weeks. He just – it was just one of those weeks, and a lot of games ended up being like this. It had to be like – I know we've wrote it in the group me plenty, but this had to have been one of the lowest scoring weeks of all time. Just looking at it, the highest yeah, scoring yeah. team was Jack again, but it was barely crossed the 120 mark. Uh Brent was 114. He was projected for like 90 going into last night. I think Cooper Cup had a huge one to kind of, you know, get him to that respectable level. But one, two, three, four, five, half the team scored under 100. And then Brent and, uh, I'm sorry, Brad and Max were barely over 100. The only people to score 110 or higher, Brian, Brent, and obviously Jack were the only one to score over 120. So, Overall, it was a pretty shit one. Right. Speaking of pretty shit, playoff game. First round of the playoffs, two teams under 95 points. In turn, 
it also might be the game of the century. Ryan, I'm sorry, Chris and Thomas. Wow. Yeah, I want you to take this one. I have, I have quite the uh, the opinion of this one. It's, it's personally for me. Watching unfold last night, it brought back many bad memories that I'll Holy get shit, into. Was that last night? No, it was two nights. Was that last no, night? No, it was last night. It was the Rams. Last night was oh, Rams Seahawks. Oh my god! So you, you want to set the stage here? What happened? Yeah, Thomas started Ramondre Stevenson because Damian Harris wasn't playing, which was the right move. Ramondre Stevenson actually kept my season alive about a month ago. Same situation, Damian Harris. I believe he had a concussion, and I started Andre Stevenson against Brad in week, I don't know, 10, 11. And, he had like um, 25 points that game. Yeah, he had, he had a monster game. Um, but Thomas was going into this week without Lamar and uh, obviously without Darren Waller, not that he's really any good anyway. And, you know, he started – Mike Gusecki and Devontae Parker in a playoff game, and he got he got cut. Well, Devontae Parker did have a pretty good a pretty good game, but you know when you get pedestrian performances from Justin Jefferson and your quarterback, you know, and you get shit from Najee Harris, who was his second round pick, but you know, overall really good running, a really great running back in the year you're not going to do too well, but Chris's team throughout the whole weekend, and like you said, this has been such a weird week for football, so I don't even remember who played when or when, whatever, but Chris, I believe, was projected to lose hand, um, maybe not handily, but he was certainly projected to lose, I think, because he just yeah, didn't, no. uh, Miles Gaskin fucked him, David Montgomery fucked him, uh, the Cowboys played the Giants at 1 p.m. on Sunday, and CeeDee Lamb had a pretty horrible game. He had three big drops. So, really, Chris lost because CeeDee Lamb had, I mean, even one drop. One drop would have been an extra half point. Chris, uh, yeah, Chris wins. That's crazy. I didn't even realize that. It's I was going to say, you're completely reading this wrong, dude. Chris won in the most, in one of the greatest fashions of all, most oh exciting God. fashion I'm of all so time. I'm so sorry. I'm so, so tired. Beans is tired. Let me take this for a second. So for any fans, <laughs> any fans outside of the league right now, uh, if you're listening at home, Thomas every week writes a little weekly thing in the group me called the Cuck of the Week, sponsored by BetterHelp. If you're thinking of killing yourself, call BetterHelp. We don't want that situation. Anyway, so he does a very good job with it, you know, makes it funny, makes it clever. There's a very good recap. And it's usually, you know, oh, so-and-so was up by a lot on Sunday Night Football and then looked like he was going to win. Then, you know, X running back goes off for 400 yards, three touchdowns, cuck job. He loses by 10 after he was being up by like 40, right? Well, this was a cucking and it was taken to like the 10th degree, right? It was exponent- It was an exponential cuck job this week. By none other than Mac, uh, than Bones's QB, own QB, Matthew Stafford. So it wasn't even anyone on Chris's team who cucked Thomas by performing well on Tuesday. It was his own player. So going into Tuesday, uh, Tuesday night football, that's crazy to say, but it's true. So you mentioned 
Thomas was without Lamar Jackson with his ankle injury, I think it is, concussion, whatever the hell it is. Yeah. So he had a, no choice but to start Matthew Stafford, which if you've listened to the podcast before, that's often been the decision that's made to break Thomas's week. He always seems to be playing the wrong QB in the weeks that he loses, and he plays the right QBs in the weeks that he wins. You know, he's kind of been a 50-50 split between Stafford and Lamar the whole season. Anyway, so the decision was made for him because of – Lamar's injury history so he has to play Stafford and he needed like I want to call it like say he was down maybe like 12 10 I think Chris had Chris had someone going yes oh he had Eagles defense so he went into it down by like 20 but you know he had his QB and Chris was playing his defense so you know Chris so you know the QB is going to quickly make a point Stafford meanwhile a normal performing defense is going to start off with their 10 and then slowly lose points. So as it happens, it gets to the point where Stafford has made up the, the, the deficit by like half a point going into the final plays or like the fourth quarter of, of that game. And it gets to the point where literally Thomas is up by like 0.2. And the Rams get a stop, so they get the ball back with no timeouts, having to just kneel on the ball to preserve their victory against the Seahawks. So as it happens, we all know if you're a, you know, a, a fantasy fan or a, just a football fan in general, QB is going to take a kneel there in that situation. And it cursed me at that very moment, Thomas was fucked. And sure enough, Stafford takes two knees, loses, how it was like two, three yards to go. And Thomas went from up point to the down ended up losing by 0.1.5 and just an all-time fantasy bad beat. On top of it being that it was the fantasy playoffs makes it even that much worse because obviously, you know, Thomas is now longer playing for the semifinals. He had a chance to not only just win the league, but also win his Austin Eckler signed jersey. And it honestly, it, one of the craziest endings to a game I've ever seen. It's throwing back horrible memories of that Tommy Lewis game, coincidentally also won by Chris in the semifinals two year, or three years ago now, uh, which was kind of like set the standard for the all-time cuckings in this league. And I feel like, you know, I don't mean to uh, pour any sour grapes on, on Chris here, but he's been on the, on the, uh, on the right end of a lot of these, of these matchups. Remember he was the one who beat me with the Pat Freermuth game earlier this year, which was was the, the uh, commence. Is that not the right word or the, the initial cuck job? Like that's what started the whole of the week column was that Pat Freermuth game where Chris ended up winning by like 0.3 on Monday night football because of Pat Freermuth. And you know, then I, I mentioned the Tommy Lewis game, which still haunts me to this day. Otherwise, I'd be a back-to-back fantasy champion. Uh, yeah, I mean, Bones, I, I said it to you already. This 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 one hurt me, and I'm sorry, Chris. I guess congratulations, man. My my brother and COVID. You know, both of us were busting out this weekend. Maybe I'll even kiss you. Good luck for the next round. Going out. <laughs> um, yeah, sorry. I, I totally miss 
remembered what happened and I knew somebody, I knew what happened, but in my head, I totally flipped who was who. So I'm looking at Thomas's team thinking that he won. And then right as you said it, I noticed that I actually had the two flipped. So it happens. My bad. Oh, it happens. Uh, I will note though, even if Thomas did pull out the victory, it he got absolutely crushed with Austin Eckler's injury. I think yeah. he had one. Did he have one other? Lamar. Oh, Lamar Jackson's still out. Uh, so I think did Najee Harris might have got hurt too. And actually, no, I don't think so. But again, just to actually give some give some numbers now. Looking at this game, it was. Very bad, ninety four to point five to ninety four point three. I even outscored both of them, and we already touched upon how bad of a week I had. Um, this was just a very sloppy, poor postseason game. It reminds me of that Rams Patriots Super Bowl that was just so boring yeah. and unentertaining. But it just happened to be on the biggest stage. This happened to be on the biggest stage. Uh, don't really see – I mean, Chris had a bunch of – oh, I'm looking at the projections. I'm like, how the hell did Chris score so little when he had – I'm looking at the projections, so I'm wrong. Chris had bad weeks from Miles Gaskin, as you said, Rob Gronkowski, um, CeeDee Lamb, you said, and then Thomas had fucking Ramadri Stevenson, Najee, Mike Gusecki, T. Higgins. You know, it just – Everybody underscored his projection at Stafford, finished with only 15 when he was projected 20. If anybody meets those their projections, you know, they they would have got there. Thomas would yep. be playing this week, so. He'd be playing uh, Jack. You know, he'd be playing – he'd be playing the... Brent. He'd be playing Brent. Oh, wow. Tom, Ryan was the higher seed? Ryan. No, no. Yeah, oh, Ryan was the lower seed. Yeah, yeah. That's what I meant. So, anyway, you already touched upon it, so moving on, because I know you're busy, you got places to be. Let's talk about semifinals week. So, I say Ryan and Brent first. Ryan's playing Jack. We, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh, this is fucked up. I got to fix this. Because they, they, the ESPN, the ESPN uh, seating is wrong because they, they have the fixed uh, – playoff bracket so actually let me do my league manager tools real quickly here in real time in real time so right now it has how do i do this hold on uh edit oh edit head to head edit playoff bracket here we go (laughs) so espn for some reason uses a fixed bracket i did not know that because it recognizes number two versus number six brent versus ryan and then it has Chris number five versus Tom, uh, Jack number one, which I didn't know that ESPN did it that way. So, oh, I remember that being a thing. I remember that being an issue two years ago when I won the league and yeah. I controversially played LeBron, who was the low or who was the 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 lower remaining seed when I shouldn't have. Uh, yeah. So let me fix. Let me fix this. This is bad potting. 
this is a you know this is like it's like a reality show it's real time it's real time, real time. Oh, here we go here's the edit bracket button uh oh so god everyone's freaking out everyone's freaking out hold on the martians we fixed that and worse worse okay now it should be fixed so let me update now let me go back to the scoreboard yes all right so jack the number one seed is playing the six seed or martians and Brent is playing the number two seed is playing the number five seed Norse Force. All right, you see that too? Uh, I'm refreshing. Yes, Ryan is playing Jack. Okay, yep. that is fixed. So, ESPN, you try to pull a fast one on us. Luckily, we are here to catch that. Um, I'm getting an ad as I click on the first game. Uh, I I clicked on Jack and Ryan, by the way. So that's the game we're gonna discuss first. Um. I know I said in the group me that Ryan was taking it at least to the chip against Jack. And I no longer feel that way because I'm looking at the rosters and Jack has Jonathan Taylor, Cordero Patterson, Jamar Chase, and Tyreek Hill, and Debo Samuel and George Kittle. He is going George Kittle and Dalton Schultz. Doing the old two tight end play. I like it, Jack. I like it. Put in Kenneth Gainwell. Um, you know, we cl- we clown that move all the time. If we go back in history and listen to the and the previous podcast and we looked at the win-loss of every team who has ever pulled that move, I feel like they have like an 875% winning percentage. Like we clown it every time we see it. Like, oh, there's the two tight ends. Like, this guy's fucked. And then it tends to be the exact opposite. And that team goes off. So I think Jack's on to something with a two tight end play. Yeah, we should look at uh, how many times that that's worked. Um, get our lappy, get our lapdog Jack on it. Just yeah. he's the nerd. He's the nerd with the Excel files and the and the calculators. You know, we're yeah, out here I'm, on the I'm front line. I'm too busy playing sports and getting chicks. Um, yeah, there it is. Uh, yeah, Jack's, so now Jack's my. Gonna, I mean, Jack, Ryan's starting Ronald Jones Jr., which is very troubling because he had. I mean, he didn't have a big week last week, but he had eight points, um, which is, I guess, slightly more than he usually gets. And, or not slightly, I mean, almost double what he usually gets. So, um, Fournette and Goddard, though, or, or I'm sorry, Godwin are oh, both Fournette. out, though. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about Fournette being down. Um, See, yeah, Ryan, Ryan's kept on to – we clown Ryan every week for that Ronald Jones pickup. But this – he has him now. He played the long game. Now he has him at his at his peak value. It's like buying low on fucking Google back in 1998 or whatever it launched. I'm going to – I'm going to um, – t- yeah. I know – I know I do this every week, but I'm picking against Jack yet again. I'm taking Ryan, and I'm going to tell you why. For no other reason that I'm feeling sentimental, I watched the miracle earlier, the 19, the, the hockey movie about the 1980 Olympic hockey team when they beat the Soviet Union. Well, Ryan right now is a team of a bunch of amateur hockey players taking on the best team ever assembled, you know, the, the 1980 Soviets, and they're going to pull off the upset. Yeah. So I'm taking, I'm taking Ryan. I think. What? I'm not. Oh, you're I'm not? not? I'm not. 
I'm not going to do that. I don't trust Russell Wilson. I don't trust Gibson. I'm not going to say anything about Melvin Gordon. Um, A very fine player, Melvin Gordon. I think Dallas is going to lock down McLaurin. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sticking it, Jack. You know, I just made that point about Miracle, and I'm looking at it now, and I'm t- – I, forgive me, I'm, I'm switching it back to Jack, or I'm switching it to Jack because, yeah, yeah Russell Wilson against Chicago is not going to be great. Dallas – all right, Gibson against Dallas is not great. Diggs against the Patriots is not great. Deontay Johnson against Kansas City is not great. Ryan's just got a lot of tough match – excuse me, tough matchups. And Jack's team is just fucking loaded everywhere you look and has been the one team that has mainly stayed injury-free. I think Cordell Patterson has missed a game. Debo Samuel definitely missed a game. Kittle missed like two or three. But they're all back healthy now. No COVID or concerns with any of them. Uh, Interesting, Tyreek Hill has an O next to him. Do you see that? I'm just seeing this. Is he out this week? He did he get COVID? He, I think he might have COVID. Yeah. Let me do some quick Google in here. Yep. No, he does. Yeah. He does. Ah. Shit. So, so Jack will play Tim Patrick. Oh, this makes I might be back on Ryan. No, I he would go Lockett. If I, oh, Lockett's out. Lockett's out. COVID. Yeah. Wait, what the fuck? And Jamar Chase has had some shitty weeks, and not not uh two weeks ago, but last week he had like. Okay, so I didn't realize Lockett was Lockett missed yesterday last week with COVID. So he's only got a so he already started his whole protocols and all that shit. So he's got to make it till Sunday. It's Wednesday right now. So, so Pete it is Carroll possible. today, today Pete Carroll said that Lockett is closing in on being activated. Okay, so, so that's something to monitor. Will. But, but that doesn't mean he's going to play. You know the amount of snaps that he normally does. But it just means something on the active roster. It doesn't, but it makes me feel. I mean, I'd feel more comfortable picking Jack, knowing Tyler Lockett's in that spot, than Tim Patrick or Devin Singletary. I guess would be his next play. He's not going to take. He's not going to play Mike Davis. He's not going to have two Atlanta Falcons uh, running backs. And Kenneth Gainwell, you can't play. So it has to be Singletary. Uh, or let's see. Kitty Finagle. Fimu's T-Bone. Yeah, no, it has, it has to be. It has to be Tim Patrick. It has to be Pat, Tim Patrick or or Devin Singletary. Either way, I don't think it's going to matter because he has Debo Samuel, who if he played independently, if he only played half his snaps as a running back and half his snaps as a wide receiver, would be top five in both. And the fact that he gets both snaps, you know, it just makes him that, that good. And he's got Jonathan Taylor, who's going to rush for 100 yards and a touchdown, as he does every week. Um, yeah, I'm still, like I said, I'm still, I'm still on Jack. So we're both taking Jack. I All say right, so Jack, no, 100 and, 100 and 
27 to Ryan's 112. Interesting. So, yeah, I think it'll be a little close. You said 15, that's a 15-point game. Yeah. I'm going to give it a little closer, and I think it's going to be a little lower scoring. As we've seen, the scores tend to have dropped quite a bit at the end of the half, at the second half of the season, uh, just because of all the injury, COVID concerns and whatnot. Everyone's a little more banged up. So I'm going to drop the mean. I'm going to say Jack 119, Ryan 108. All right, moving on. Moving on. Biggest game of this week. Probably biggest game of the season up to this point. Brent and Chris. So this is a big one. You know, going into this year, I've always talked about how there was four big horse, like the four big horsemen of the league, right? You would call them the Mount Rushmore of the fantasy league. Myself, yourself, Brent, and the odd one out of those four has been Chris. And why is he the odd man out? Because he's the he's one who has, he's never won. That's the thing. He's always in at the year. He's always one of the highest performing teams at the end of the season. <laughs> Always makes it to the semifinals, but he's like, he's the bridesmaid, never the bride. So this is Chris's opportunity to kind of set the record straight, get into the championship game, go for glory. If he wants to, if he wants to be one of the top dogs, he's got to beat one of the top dogs. There's no better way to do it than take out the defending champ in the semifinals. (laughs) Now, is he going to do it? I don't think so. I you don't just, think so? Do, I don't think so. It's crazy. Brent's record is actually only two games better than Chris. I really seems like Brent would have been – wow, that's shocking. Um, what's, uh, what's going on? What did Jamal Williams do this past week? He uh, jo- You mean Jamal on the lines or Javante on I'm the – I'm sorry, Javante Williams. He, Got it. Uh, all right. <laughs> he came back down to earth quite a bit. Um, yeah, I just like, I like Brent's not, I mean, really it comes down to Brent has Cooper cup. Brent has Cooper cup and Brent's going to win. Every part of my being wants to take Chris, except I see that QB matchup and the last, the last team you want your QB facing particularly in the semifinals of a playoff week with your season on the line is Bill Belichick in New England especially Bill Belichick in New England coming off a loss I think they make it miserable for the Bills and Josh Allen on Sunday and with that I, I'm going to have to go Brent as well I hate to go 2-2 two and two. I hate to double up and both of us go with the same pick and both of them be the the higher seeded favorites, but I got to take actually, I, uh, no, no, I'm putting myself back onto Chris. I'm going to tell you why it's because the Cowboys, they, their offense has been less than decent yeah. the last couple of weeks. And we all know that Brent is tied heavily to the Cowboys offense with Dak, Zeke, and Cooper, although he's already taken 
one he's already you know killed one of those stones by not even playing Amari Cooper the last couple of weeks instead of rolling out with uh the ex with uh James Connor and Javante Williams. I don't know if AJ Brown will be ready. He has him in there right now. That game is tomorrow night. So we'll have a quick resolution to that game time decision. Ah, this is really tough, but actually I'm going to go Chris. And I think yeah. it's because Odell Beckham has been hot ever since he moved to the, uh, the LA Rams. He's been playing like a top 10 receiver. He has Devontae Adams, who's been on a tear. Aaron Jones has been on a tear. I think Josh Allen is just enough to, you know, not have a god awful game against against the the Patriots. I think if Josh Allen gets fifteen or more, Chris wins this game. Fifteen or less, Brent will take it. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go, Chris. I'm sticking with Brent because I think the the Cowboys want to put the division to rest Sunday night against Washington. They flex this game. They this was supposed to be a 1 p.m. start. They flex this to eight. You know what? What well, they flex out? They 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 flex they flex this to from one to four and then from four to eight. So well, you know, do you know who the original Sunday night game was? I don't. I don't know. Interesting. It's probably like the fucking Seahawks or like the fucking Browns, and they got to start Nick Mullins again. Speaking of Browns, I desperately need to go to the bathroom. So let's, uh, give any. Well. <laughs> so, so, so you're on Chris, I'm on Brent. We're both on Jack. Both on Jack. You were a little, you were, you, you went back and forth a little bit. So you were a little, uh, a little less confident in Jack. I'm less confident in both, it seems, because I talked my I talked myself into Jack, and then I talked myself into Brent, and then talked myself back into Chris. Right. There's a lot of a uh, lot of talking going on. I'm confident the two top teams are moving on. It'll be the uh, Battle of Wood Glen, and that's very cute. Interesting. So, real quick, <laughs> any recent activity? I gotta be honest. I have to go to the bathroom so bad. <laughs> There's been no activity since you dropped Jared Everett. Oh, I'm sorry, Tyler Higby yesterday for Gerald Everett. So nothing even for that to pick up. So with that, Beans, I thank you. Uh, good luck on your endeavor. It's a Newark later. Go take a shit. I'll miss you. Happy holidays. I hope to see you this weekend while I'm home. I'm at, I'm home all next week. Recovering from COVID. Hey, you have anything else to add? I, uh, you know, I'm glad you seemingly made it through COVID and you won't be alone on Christmas. And I hope that you and Sebastian and all the other listeners that we have have a drink. Mm-hmm. And yes. Hanukkah, and well, I guess Hanukkah already happened, and just you know, a good you know, if you don't celebrate, have a good weekend. Yeah, you know, and we'll we'll see you. We'll see you at least next week. There's gonna be one more episode. We gotta fucking do the the championship game. So yeah, shout out Sebastian, shout out Christmas. Hope you're all a little more nice than you were naughty. Get whatever the hell you want. We're signing off. Peace.